You're listening to the Church Around the World podcast, significant news for Christians that will encourage and challenge you. Listen with discernment and pray. The nation of Brunei consists of two small enclaves on the island of Borneo, with a population of 500,000. Brunei is one of the richest states in Asia, with free education and healthcare, no income tax for most, and heavily subsidized housing, fuel and food. Oil accounts for 90% of the country's exports, although oil resources are slowly being reduced. The Sultan rules as an absolute monarch. Islam is the state religion of Brunei, and constitutional guarantees for the free practice of other religions are often ignored. It is illegal to proselytize and illegal for a Muslim to convert to another religion. The Christian church in Brunei exists under very difficult conditions. Importing Bibles and Christian literature is illegal for ministry purposes, but not for personal use. Pray for the perseverance, boldness and unity of the small Christian church in Brunei and that the Christian faith will increase in the small but growing expatriate workforce. Virtually every Bible study and underground church is led by an untrained layperson. So please pray for an increase in trained pastors and church leaders. According to media reports, riots have erupted in Haiti, with the people calling for the resignation of President Jovenel Moïse. Lisa Honorat, a missionary who has since fled the country, said that many people are unhappy with the government and the way the president is doing things. Honorat has witnessed unrest all over the country, and not just in the city. She said that there have been roadblocks and looting and burning tires, burning cars. If anyone tries to go out on the street, they will destroy your car, it's very dangerous. James Roberts, vice president of Haiti Arise, says the riots and violence started when food and fuel depots were closed. People couldn't even buy food if there was any available because the money got devalued, he said. Mission organization Dirt Road Project had plans to travel to Haiti to help with those food shortages and provide other aid. But the U.S. State Department has since ordered an evacuation of all non-emergency U.S. citizens in the country. Life for Christians across northern Africa and the Middle East is deteriorating rapidly, according to Open Doors World Watch List, which finds that Christians are most at risk in fragile states with militant Islamic movements. The annual list ranks the world's 50 countries most hostile to believers over the last year. So-called failed states where militant Islamic movements are flourishing are some of the hardest places for Christians to live, according to a new annual report on Christian religious freedom. Open Doors says the situation has deteriorated most rapidly across northern Africa and the Middle East, in countries where sectarian violence has advanced unchecked by central governments. Among the top 10 on the list are five countries where the government has little or no control. Somalia, Iraq, Afghanistan, Pakistan and Yemen. At number eight, Pakistan has a huge number of extremists because the national government does little to control politicians who provide room for anti-Christian pressure to grow. 
Continuing a 15-year trend, militant Islam is a growing source of pressure on Christians and has become the primary driver of persecution in 36 of the 50 countries on the list, with clashes being especially violent in sub-Saharan Africa. Robert Morris, lead pastor of Gateway Church, a megachurch in Dallas, Texas, announced recently that a new campus has been opened at Caulfield Unit Maximum Security Prison. Around 650 inmates attended the first Caulfield Gateway service in November, and since then over 500 men have dedicated their lives to Jesus. At Gateway Church, we're all about people, because God is all about people, Morris said. Many of the men and women inside prison have been forgotten by society, but we want them to know we love them, and God loves them, and they are our brothers and sisters in Christ. The Caulfield campus is set up to run like any other campus and gives inmates the opportunity to serve as greeters, ushers, audio and visual equipment operators, worship team members or service staff. The campus is pastored by Stephen Wilson, an ex-offender who went to seminary post-prison. The continent of Africa is made up of many different countries and cultures that make evangelism and Christian publishing challenging. Infrastructure, the political and societal conditions and available technology vary from country to country. Despite these unique challenges, many African organizations and individuals are committed to making a difference in their communities. John Gathuku and his wife began Timazi magazine as an outreach to young people in Kenya. Timazi Africa is a student ministry with a special emphasis on publishing discipleship resources for young people in Africa. I'm very thankful to the Tyndale House Foundation. They give us a seed capital to be able to bring forth the youth publication that is called Timazi, the only Christian high school magazine in Kenya. That kind of giving has outflowed into blessing into very many young people who have now grown up with a publication they can trust. Right now, we have a presence in 320 schools. It's possible that actually we could be among one of the few youth publications that are Christian on the continent. And that gives me joy and with a heart of thankfulness. When John attended the Africa Speaks conference hosted by Tyndale House Foundation, he was greatly encouraged by the efforts other organizations in Africa are doing to create a thriving publishing enterprise on the continent. When I think about the involvement of other Christian publishers in terms of a collaboration, it brings me joy because the task is to be able to engage the whole continent, something that I and I can do alone, my ministry can do that alone, neither can we even do it alone as Kenyan. But coming to this table where everyone bears the same burden then becomes possible to be able to look at the issues and respond to them by faith as a body of Christ from Africa. One of the concrete ideas that I am chewing on is how to be able to take advantage of the penetration of the mobile phone technology on the continent. We have not placed as much content on the mobile phone, and I think that's something we want to actually think very deeply about in the years to come. 
The United Methodists have upheld their denomination's rules on sexual ethics, rejecting the one-church plan, which would have permitted individual congregations to allow same-sex marriages and the ordination of LGBTQ clergy. The General Conference of the United Methodist Church, the only body that can speak for the 12.6 million member Christian denomination, voted to reject the plan, which was advocated for by the majority of the church's bishops. The United Methodist Church is the second largest Protestant denomination in the United States, but has a global membership of more than 12 million members in the United States, Africa, Europe, and the Philippines. The denomination's long-standing official standards are that all people are welcome in its churches, but that marriage is only between one man and one woman. You've been listening to the Church Around the World podcast, significant news for Christians that will encourage and challenge you. For more information about the print version of this program, visit churcharoundtheworld.net. The Church Around the World podcast is brought to you by Tyndale House Publishers. Tyndale. Trusted for life.